special, very spooky episode of the third Impact Anime <laughs> Podcast. Bless you, Tori. <laughs> so I guess Tori's here, announced with her uh, emphatic sneezing, so... I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. How's it going, Tori? I'm fine. Do you need a tissue? No. Tobias, do you have a tissue? Yeah, here. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you. You just reached through the computer. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, we've got Tori here this evening, and we've got Tobias passing hey. the tissues as normal. That's How's it I going, do. dude? Uh, I did pretty good. Good, good, wonderful. And then returning for the first time in a quite a long time, back from the dead, is Sarah Steele. How's it going, Sarah? Good. little hungry for brains, but otherwise doing great. <laughs> Are you expected to, you know, finally engage in your coveted idol career now that you've been uh, risen from the grave after 10 years? Um, yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Excellent. I also aspire to die one day, only to be resurrected as a zombie and become an idol. That's all you can hope for. Yeah. I think that's the American dream in <laughs> Japan or yeah. in Saga. I, whatever. I'm going to s- stop talking now. Um, <laughs> but on this uh, episode of the Third Impact Anime Podcast, we are not going to be talking about one specific show. We're going to be talking about basically our uh, personal uh, selections of the particular uh, spooky anime that we like, um, both in the horror genre and, uh, and otherwise, things that are just more Halloween-ish in nature. Um, so we're just going to go around the table and uh, talk about some of, the, some of the shows that we like to watch for Halloween, and it's going to be a lot of fun, because uh, I know we've all got some spooky shows that uh, have a special place in our hearts, and we're very, very excited to talk about them. Uh, but I guess before that, we can do a little bit of catch-up first as we are known to do, and then we will talk a little bit about the current fall 2018 season, because we've all been watching something in one way or another. Um, So I guess, first of all, since Sarah, we haven't heard from you in a really long time, uh, what's up with you? What's what's going on in the Sarah world? Um, well, in real life news, I moved a few months ago, and then I've been really busy since. Um, In anime news, I've been Mostly just trying to play catch up with older series that I haven't watched, like Little Witch Academia and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then a couple other things this season, slash things that have recently been uh, released from the Netflix dungeons, like Seven Deadly Sins, like just came out. So I've been marathoning through that all day. And How's that yeah. going? Um, pretty good. I feel like it's really simplistic in its approach. And it added this whole kind of silly, like, power level thing. Where'd they get that from? Hmm. But, um, so putting a number on everything kind of makes it feel like a fantasy RPG in a way, which is kind of cool, but also feels kind of unnecessary. But it's a fun ride so far, overall. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, because I know that show has been going on for how many seasons now? And 
I don't know. It's like a, there was a lot of hype in that like first season, but it seems to kind of died off. Maybe that's because of the Netflix dungeon thing, but uh, I don't know. It's it's good to hear that it is still being enjoyed. That's good. Yee. Yee. All right. So where exactly did you move to? Um, Currently in Alexandria, Virginia and working in D.C. from cool. like North Carolina, which is so it's not that far of a jump. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit of a struggle to find a place to live. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Adulting. It's hard, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of adulting, let's go to our senior old man, Tobias. Wow. What's up with you, my dude? Wow. <laughs> Can't believe you went hey. there. Oh, <laughs> it was a good segue, all right? I love you. I'm well, sorry. <laughs> well, I woke up at 5 o'clock and I had my, my egg and toast and I'm ready for bed now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Did you go get your senior coffee at McDonald's? Yeah, I woke up, <laughs> went down to the local cafe, and complained about the prices. <laughs> what well, do you mean this coffee is a dollar and five yeah. cents? It should be a dollar. Back in my day, this is a dime. <laughs> Man, I wish you get coffee for a dime. Holy hell. That'd be great. That'd be so great. But uh, uh, in real life... Uh, well, I mean, we, I was watching stuff this weekend to catch up uh, for the for this show specifically. But uh, a few weekends back, I think uh, right around when we released the Cycle Pass episode, uh, me and a buddy of mine went to go see uh, Beats of Rage, the sequel to the FP uh, at a Charlotte Film Festival. Uh, the director, uh, Jason Trost, was there presenting that. And, uh, of course, I mean, I've talked about the FP, maybe not on this podcast, but... Uh, you know, I at conventions and at on Twitter and whatnot, and it's kind of one of those cult fan favorites of mine. So I was really excited. We watched to it at Hamacon. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. But yeah, for those of you who not haven't seen it, it is basically Mad Max, uh, but instead of cars, they play DDR, <laughs> and it's just as hilarious as it sounds. But yeah, so the the uh, the, the sequel movie just released. Uh, rather, it was a, a small little engagement. That was that was fun. Uh, hope it, you know, have to have to pick that up on disc when it comes out eventually. But uh, other than that, nope. Just trying to catch up on anime. The uh, seasonal stuff we'll talk about here shortly. And once again, rearranging all the furniture that I own. Mm. It's a thing that just, I have to do every 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 couple months. Just just to keep it fresh. I don't know, man. It's just a it's just a, a thing that I have to do. It's like a, a need. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. It's just uh, every couple of months, I just have the, the the urge to pick everything up and move it to somewhere else hmm. in the same building. I kind of get that. I kind of get that, but, mm-hmm. but um, mine's a little bit more difficult because I have so many knickknacks yeah. that like, I have to take down all the knickknacks and then put them on my bed and then move everything and then put all the knickknacks back. So I try and do it only like once a year rather than once every couple months. So I in, I envy your your flexibility. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful in your case. If you knock something over, there's a whole mountain of DVDs and stuff that'll just crush you to death. Hey, yep. hey, I did. I went to the used bookstore today and got rid of a nice little stack. So now there's at least fractionally less See, DVDs you, you say in that, my room. You say that, but how much did you get back? Uh, I only got store credit this time and a gift for a friend, and that is all that I got. So get wrecked, <laughs> all right. old man. We'll, 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 we'll see when you go tomorrow. See they... <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am in there like too much. But anyway, uh, how's stuff going with you, Tori? Um, 
real life, fine. Um, working and I rearranged my room earlier this year, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I get it. It flows much nicer now. Um, other than that, yeah, I've just been watching some spooky movies that have been in my backlog for mm-hmm. a while, and thankfully everything I've watched so far has been pretty okay, so I feel like I haven't wasted my time. Um, other than that, I actually was like going through the fall anime list right now, um, kind of like, hmm, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> there's a lot of, hmm, out during the fall, but there's also like a handful of good things out too. So, Sounds like any season. Yeah, been been watching some of that, finally, back into the world of caring about Japanese cartoons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As the world in which I live, I've made my roots there. But, um, what was the, what? Uh, which horror movie has been, like, your favorite one so far? Um, out of everything that I've watched recently, uh, probably The Void. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about a, that good nice cult creature movie um it is a good combination of a lot of movies that i already enjoy but not so much feeling like uh too influenced by those movies um it's really amazing beautifully shot um looks like a good portion of it was done with practical effects nice uh, which is always really fun because that's something i appreciate a lot Mm -hmm. um yeah, so basically these people are trapped in a hospital while this crazy cult is doing their thing, and then there's a creature, and it's very, very good. I'm very bad at explaining things, but it's <laughs> <laughs> never been my strong suit. But um, yeah, watch it. If you like uh, um, like The Thing, it's one of my favorite movies uh, ever. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. the Fantastic Four. No, not, not that one. Austin. <laughs> not, not that thing. <laughs> not Ben Grimm. No. <laughs> He used to be Ben Happy. Now he's oh, Ben Grimm. No. All right. All right. I'm, so I'm clocking out. I'm, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it's the end of the podcast. But uh, uh, as for me, I've been... Um, well, uh, Tori and I, uh, just this week, we went to see uh, Distant Worlds, the Final Fantasy Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun. Um, they were playing in Durham, which is somewhat near where we live. And uh, we, the two of us, went with uh, John and Ryan and Marissa, and it was really, really fun. Um, they played a whole bunch of uh, great, great um, musical pieces from the whole Final Fantasy franchise. Yep. Um, they played some stuff from 15, which was really cool, because uh, apparently they've only just started playing stuff from 15. Um, they played a bunch of stuff from 7, 8, 9, 10, 4. A couple of 15 tracks. Yeah, yeah. Only got to see the back of Prompto's head. Yeah, and they had a great, um, great video accompaniment thing where mm-hmm. it would play uh, a video uh, while the um, while they were playing the particular songs, and most of the time it was like a video of what was happening like while that song was playing in the game, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Right. Um, so that was that was pretty neat. I would highly recommend if you're a Final Fantasy fan at all, um, go check out Distant Worlds if it's ever near you anywhere. Um, cause yeah, it was a lot of fun and, yeah. um, they had a, it's pretty simple, but I like it a lot cause I like to keep my t-shirts pretty simple, but they have a great t-shirt that just has their logo on it. It's only like $20, super cheap. And, um, I got the vinyl record. They're like first, mm. first distant world CD vinyl record. So I'm excited to, to crank that up in my room probably, uh, later tonight, which would be pretty cool. 
but yeah, um, I've been trying to watch some spooky movies too. Um, we actually went over to John's house last night with a bunch of his other friends um, that are acquaintances of ours, and uh, we watched Mandy, uh, which I don't, I wouldn't categorize that as a horror movie per se, mm-hmm. but it's pretty uh, different. I would, <laughs> I would say. Um, it's a new movie with Nicolas Cage that probably if you're listening to this and spend any time on Twitter or whatever, you've probably heard about it. Um, but it's it's pretty weird. And if you're a fan of stuff like, I guess, Evil Dead or like revenge movies, you might like it. As mm-hmm. long as you go into it expecting that it's going to play like a video game. Yes. And we all agreed, like, watch it with other people. Yes. Don't watch it by yourself. Because <laughs> I think everybody in the room at some point was just like... Yeah, if I was watching this by myself, this is where I would have turned this movie off. And this yeah. is where I would have turned this movie <laughs> yeah. off. This. And it's like, no, and it just wasn't, in, like, it wasn't anything bad. It wasn't anything, like, problematic. It was just absurd. Yeah. It was, like, just crazy. It was a chainsaw fight, and I love it. Yes. Oh, so with ridiculous. a long chainsaw and a short chainsaw. Yes. It's like a duel with chainsaws. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, if you, if you like really absurd, like, over-the-top action crap check out mandy yeah um but yeah um that's about it for me i guess so uh you guys want to talk about fall anime okay cool (laughs) so um we'll go back to sarah what are you watching this season um okay i haven't had time to check out many many things but i am watching the freaking new season of a certain scientific no certain magical index not scientific railgun as much as I want it to be that, <laughs> um, but a certain genesequa, a certain thing <laughs> with the thing, but uh, yeah. And so far, it's really good, and it's making me really, really nostalgic. And it's also showing how certain things maybe either haven't aged or like I don't like them as much in terms of fan service in anime. But uh-huh. yeah, um, but overall, it's pretty good so far and i'm really excited to see the rest of it and see more of these characters that i used to like really really like okay so for someone like myself who never got into that franchise it's it's like what like 10 years old now at this point like maybe long older than that um something about that is it worth my time to give it a shot having never watched it before Ooh. um I don't know. I feel like I would recommend Scientific Railgun first because it does something really well with like slice of life with a little bit of mystery action stuff mixed in. Mm-hmm. I don't, Index though is like harder for me to recommend because it's so by today's standards kind of generic oh these kids have powers oh there's magic okay but i mean for when it came out it was something really like different and cool i feel like Mm -hmm. so i mean yeah sure give it a shot definitely don't start from the third season you will not know what's going on (laughs) at all you'll be like why is the roman catholic church trying to like lock these people up and attack people with magic what is happening right now but I just thought that's what they do, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's just that's how they pretty par for the course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's I mean, and it's it just looks really nice too in terms of nice. the backgrounds are really well done and like a lot of the action shots are just really cool looking. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That's my main one that I've been watching this season. I've also been watching Merc Storia, which is just about this kid in a town in a fantasy world who hates monsters and then has to go on a journey to like heal monsters so that they're friends with everybody. And it's kind of cute. But that's pretty much it. That sounds wholesome. That does sound wholesome. Mm -hmm. It's pretty wholesome. There's like a little water fairy in a jar that goes around with him. And the whole point is he's trying to find his dad, and it's like, he's just making friends with monsters instead of killing them. It's great. Cool. That actually sounds kind of wholesome. Mm-hmm. It really does. Nice. Um, Tobias, what you watching? I know you and I are probably watching about the same things, same. but I didn't know if you were watching uh, uh, anything different than we were. I mean, uh, I've, I've been kind of checking out a little bit here and there. Uh uh, I will talk about more about Gridman here in a second, but the one thing I don't think Yay. you guys watched is uh, Double Decker, Doug and Kirill. Uh, okay. Uh, just kind of the, the trailer uh, sparked some interest in me, and I watched the first episode and really, really enjoyed it. It has a, a vibe similar to Tiger and Bunny. Uh, oh, the story is, fine. I mean, they're, they're, they're like characters with powers, and I guess you could say they're superheroes, but not cape superheroes like Tiger and Bunny. Uh, but yeah, it look, looking at it now, it looks like a lot of the same staff who, who worked on that anime worked on this. So if oh, you, cool. if you've seen those, you'll, you will definitely see the similarity here and it's just the same kind of goofy humor too. It's a little offbeat, Good. uh, as well. Same, same, uh, timing of jokes. I think, uh, mm-hmm. if, if I, if I, it's been a while since I've seen Tiger and Bunny, but, uh, very, very similar to that. So, uh, I would recommend that I've only seen the first episode so far, but it looks to be pretty fun. And uh, let's see, uh, Gridman, of course, uh, Zombie Land Saga. Uh, I did just watch the uh, skeleton Facebook seller Honda. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, which is uh, that one seemed to have gotten a lot of traction, especially on the Twitter fandom. Yeah, because it's got the special Yaoi book. Special Yaoi book. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah, it was it was pretty funny in and of itself. Uh, very, I had I had to put it. I guess uh, humor really relied on knowing more about the community. They talk, you know, about uh, the, the, the the yaoi books, the vijoshi, and that sort of culture. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if it's so enjoyable to someone who's not really familiar. But mm-hmm. as someone who's very familiar with the culture, it was pretty pretty uh, on point. Are those shorts or full-length yeah. episodes? It's like 11 minutes, and it was okay. already a, like, a, like a, one of those uh, like too many episodes in one. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they are pretty short. Cool. Yeah, because it... Whenever I saw that, I thought this looks like something that should be a short. So um, that's cool. And I watched the uh, I watched the special Yaoi book clip, but I haven't watched any of the other episodes. But yeah, it was it was pretty funny. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, so I guess we'll save uh, Gridman and Zombieland for last. But Tori, we're watching JoJo. We are watching JoJo. JoJo Fridays is back. Yeah, boy. After forever. <laughs> I know. I lost all meaning in my life, but now that JoJo Fridays is back, I have a reason to live. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, just kind of watching the same things as mm-hmm. everybody else, though. JoJo's, Squidman, <laughs> Zombieland Saga, and I'm planning on starting the Skeleton mm-hmm. Book Seller mm-hmm. Guy show <laughs> right yeah jojo's part five has started off really strong it started off with a very long fight that has yeah. not ended yet and in a good two episodes and yeah. a good like tasty lick there yeah. in episode one um so we're 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 getting a, a a series that follows someone that's not part of the joe star family line which is interesting mm-hmm. um maybe i mm-hmm. guess 
Um, so that that's cool, and I, I like the direction that the uh, that the show's going in for this one because each each season of JoJo is like vastly different than the previous one, and this one already feels very different from Part Four because Part Four starts out and it's like it it very much feels like they're setting up for a murder mystery because that's kind of what they're setting up yeah. for, but this one doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like it's going in a completely different direction, mm-hmm. even though I'm not entirely sure exactly where it's going yet. Don't spoil it for me, Tori, because I know you've read the manga. But um, but yeah, I, I'm really I love JoJo so much, so I'm, I'm really glad it's back. I think you're gonna like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I I really hope this is. I know I know we're like five out of how many parts are there now? Eight. Eight parts. Let's see, so the most recent one is JoJo uh, Land, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the eighth part. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so we're like five out of eight. Yeah. So I'm hoping we're gonna go ahead and get the rest of all. those knocked out. Yeah, for yeah. sure because it's so popular. Like mm-hmm. the manga was already so big. I mean, you know, it's got its kind of like little niche, but it's still very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lost my thought. Um, so I really think they're going to keep pumping out those anime because mm-hmm. at this point it just makes sense. Like, why would you like yeah. animate part five and then stop? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if they yeah, if they just just continuing from three, if, if they're going to, to five already, I yeah, there's no reason for them not to. Yeah. I wanna it. see Jolene, damn it. Yeah. No, yeah, we're we're totally gonna see Jolene. That's that's definitely gonna happen. Um but yeah, part five is part five is really fun, but I don't know if I could recommend people jump right into part five if they've never seen Jojo. No, I wouldn't. I feel like I feel like maybe you could, but I wouldn't recommend it. I, you'd, you'd have a little bit of confusion. Yeah. You'd you, be like, you really would. Why is, who is Dio? <laughs> oh, let what, me tell you. What's a stand? <laughs> you kind of have to slowly build into what JoJo is, the JoJo essence. Because if you get mm-hmm. it all at once, if you just start fresh with part five, your body will just explode with fabulous yeah. energy. Exactly. It'll be like a it'll be like a scene from uh from Fist of the North Star, except mm-hmm. your your head explodes into like rainbows and fashion. You're already JoJoed and you didn't even know it. And like <laughs> and like the police will find your body like in a pose. Your head exploded, <laughs> just like kinda like warped into a pose. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's it's more likely than you think. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, um JoJo's is awesome. Uh Zombieland Saga is amazing. Uh Gridman's really cool. Um which one are we talking about? I want to talk about now. Okay, let's talk about Gridman first. Yeah. So, S S S S Gridman or Super something Cyber, cyber Samurai s- Squad. Super yeah. Samurai Cyber Wait. Squad Gridman. Yeah. Um, is based on a old school um, Tokusatsu show, I believe. Yep. It's called um, uh, uh, Electric. Uh, what is it? Cheese. Uh, uh, Gridman the Hyper Agent is the official title. Okay. Cool, and it's uh, being done by Studio Trigger and another studio. I want to say is also working with them on this. Uh, but that's Tsuburaya. Uh, so the original okay. production studio that did the the original Toku, uh, mm-hmm. the series, uh, they've also worked on I think like the Ultraman series mm-hmm. and a couple of the the classic you know Sentai and Toku stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've cool. actually kind of come on and helped them do this, and it really shows. A lot of the the action mm-hmm. is less anime and a lot. Uh, more reminiscent of of those like rubber suit fighting, 
Yes, that's least. really what it looks like. I, I, yeah, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, it definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it's, like it's, especially that big, um, that big creature in the second episode, mm-hmm. especially, is yeah. very like rubber monster in the way that he moves and oh, looks. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's both so boy. far. Uh, I will say, um, you, you don't need to know anything about Gridman going into this. It's not really a sequel. It's just kind of a reimagining, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some hints in, into sort of that is based on a canceled sequel project uh, from back in the day. But uh, I, I would recommend if you really enjoy it to go back and check out the original. It is streaming on Amazon and through the Toku service, uh, subscription oh, cool. service. So you can you can check that out uh, if you if you have access to that. It's it's definitely a product of its time, but it is still kind of fun. And it's got the same sort of just goofy uh, cyberspace references that you see. We'll, we're, I'm sure we'll see a lot more of here uh, in SSS. Mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued by the whole um, like uh, resetting of the days that happens in, in between the episodes. Like whenever all the action happens and then the next day it's sort of reset, but things are different. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of like sort of a Steinsgate sort of setup. Yeah. Um, and you know, story stories like that always fascinate me because it's just like, okay, what did what did we do in in this timeline to affect things in this one, and sort of the mystery of you know trying to figure that out and uh, solve the mysteries, the temporal mysteries, if you will. Right. And um, if if they're setting up the pink haired girl to be like the villain, I think that's a very very interesting villain. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see where she goes. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the in the original, a lot of the, the the basic premise was, you know, you had this this the cyberspace world, this digital world that was in the computers, and you know the reality, with the uh, the main villain there trying to to break down the barrier between these two realities and you know exert his influence and you know and in meet space. So mm-hmm. knowing that and sort of going into here, uh, the villain is not the same as the one from the original. Uh, I kind of wonder if they're going to play on this fact. Because uh, you see in the uh, in, in the original, the monsters never really, at least little that I've seen, never really make it to reality. It's always in that weird uh, computer world. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we we see them starting off in reality kind of makes me wonder if yeah how, how if this is not going to be a sequel, you know, in mm-hmm. in truth. Cool. And you had an interesting thing about Gridman that you wanted to outline. Did you want to go into that? Yeah. So uh, a lot of uh, astute people on the internet, uh, obviously, were tweeting about some other references throughout. So, of course, this just references the original Toku series, naturally. But then we see a lot of the character designs uh, have a lot of nods to the original Transformers series. So uh, I'm not really a uh, big Transformers nerd myself, but uh, I'm sure we'll post a link here in the show notes. Where all yeah. of the uh, the character the costume designs have a little nods to a couple designs from various Transformers throughout the entire series. There, uh, we also see a lot of a lot of shots here in in this, both in the opening and the action scenes, uh, very much based on uh, some of Masami Obari's works, uh, classic mecha mecha designer and animator. And it's pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, Trigger's always been uh, Trigger and Gaidax have always been very referential in their stuff. Whether it's the larger callouts to you know their own titles, or just the more subtle uh, references, just through camera work or framing of shots, so it was mm-hmm. cool to to see them continue that uh, here mm-hmm. in SSS as Gridman. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's definitely interesting to see this as sort of a a, a big prominent example of like the convergence between the um, 
like the tokusatsu common writer sort of fans um and like anime stuff um because um i think there there's a it, it feels very like it feels like those those kind of fans are kind of in different camps especially in the u.s it seems um it seems like I don't know, maybe the folks that are into Kamen Rider and whatnot are more into that than they are into anime, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of anime fans that are just like, what the heck is a Kamen Rider? What is, what is a, like, they, they just think Power Rangers was a U.S. thing or whatever, and they don't really understand that, like, the way a lot of anime works is that it's very ins- very heavily inspired by, like, those live-action sci-fi uh, action shows um, like that, Um and hopefully this can bridge the gap and hopefully introduce more anime fans to uh, to stuff like that, which would be really cool, including myself, because I haven't watched nearly enough things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Toku is definitely more of a cult following here in, in, the, in the States. It hasn't had the quite same influence, of course, than we had the localization of Power Rangers and uh, the little Mask Rider like back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I haven't really followed that up until recently, and I've talked about watching Kamen Rider Double, and the mm-hmm. entire time I'm watching this show, I'm thinking, man, this is this is just live action anime. The characters yeah, just yeah. act really goofy. Like the situations are just very, very anime inspired. I felt like so to see mm-hmm. that here in Gridman, or it's like the opposite of that. It's this is live action anime. It's what Gridman is. Yeah, yeah. Or rather, animated live action. Right, right. All right, Zombieland Saga. Yeah. Anime of the year, absolutely. It's one hundred percent. Yeah. Decided yes. right now. Oof. <laughs> Sarah, do you want to tell us what uh, Zombieland Saga is about? Um, I'll try my best. Y'all can hop okay. in if you feel like some things need to be expanded on. But basically, it's about this girl who just really, really wants to be an idol. And that's all I have to say for me to be sold. Um, but then <laughs> yeah. she gets hit by a truck and she wakes up surrounded by zombies. And then she finds out she's a zombie. And then she finds out her and all these other zombies who are brain dead zombies have to be <laughs> idols now. Because one crazy dude said so. Because Mama Romiano told him yeah. they had to. They gotta save yeah. Saga, man. They gotta save Saga. Yeah. That's hilarious that it takes place in Saga because that's where my roommate uh, from Japan in college was from. <laughs> I'm just like... I wonder if he's watching that show. Right? Well, man, think? I really hope so. <laughs> I, he would love it. I mean, he's the biggest Love Live fan ever. Yeah. Oh, great. So uh, I, I feel like he would be super into, uh, mm-hmm. into Zombieland Saga, but... Uh, yeah, Tori, Tori, what do you think about Zombieland Saga? <laughs> um, I don't think I've laughed at anything so hard in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, I, I guess I got to do this. I'm like the the horror expert here, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. And then <laughs> it starts off fine. And then she goes outside. She gets hit by the car. <laughs> So sad. <laughs> no, I laughed. Yeah. I laughed. So I know hard. you laughed. <laughs> I I witch cackled as a matter of fact. <laughs> Appropriate. It um and it wasn't because I legitimately thought it was funny. I it caught me off yes, guard. Yes, it was. Don't lie. Okay, yes, but like it legitimately caught me off guard. And mm-hmm. I'm that person that when I'm like scared or uncomfortable or just taken aback, I mm-hmm. laugh because uh-huh. I'm a freak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was like, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so then that happened and I just kept watching and I was laughing and I was so like engaged and like excited to know what was happening. And then they gave me no explanation. Um, 
And bless uh, Mamoru Miyano, because he is the only person I could see playing that character. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, he is just perfect, perfect for that role. And um, I hope we get some sort of explanation as to why, like, these girls are zombies, but everybody else around them. It's because they're legendary. You say... You say, yeah, you say there's no explanation, but you've seen a zombie yes, movie, Yes, I've right? seen a zombie movie, Tobias. <laughs> well, there, there you have it. That's the explanation. There. That's it. <laughs> I, I want to know, well, I think they said something about, like, all the zombies have been defeated or something like that. Maybe I misunderstood that scene, but um, I want to know why they're zombies, mm-hmm. but everybody else around them seems to be fine and okay. I don't think that normal people know what zombies are in this world. Yeah, think, it seems so. I think it just so happens that these six girls or whatever are just... They just are zombies, and yeah. the, their did, their manager is, dude is a zombie mancer or whatever. I, maybe he is, and maybe that's how he knows. I don't um, know. Because I want to know how he... Like, the two idols and the, like, child actress makes sense. Like, obviously, they'd be on TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want to know how he knew where this, like... Uh, Cortison's grave was mm-hmm. and then like this biker chick from probably the late 80s early 90s mm-hmm. like how does he know this that's what I want to know because he just is he just knows yeah I guess all so. that info is like is like is like taped to the other side of his sunglasses I guess <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me it also wouldn't surprise me if he ends up being a zombie or something <laughs> sure he's really good at makeup though he that's what it sounded he is very very me. good at makeup there's a big mystery behind this man and I yeah. want to know <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's silly. It's funny. So far, it's stayed really wholesome. I don't expect it to get any, like, I don't expect it to get weird or, like, gazy or anything because it is an idol show and those only go so far. But, um, yeah, I think if you want to laugh and you like zombies and idols, you should probably watch it. Yeah, it's really funny. Seeing those girls do a rap battle in an old folks home. Yes. Just, like, (laughs) made me laugh so hard. I was like, yeah, this is this is amazing stuff right here. Yeah. This is why anime was made. Shut yeah. up, Miyazaki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, I think I think that's about it for what we wanted to talk about for this season. So you guys ready to move into spooky time? Let's get spooky. Hold on. I gotta take out my ancient grimoire and light all my candles. Two seconds. One second. <laughs> okay, we'll wait. Hurry it up. Okay, I'm ready. I'm good. If you can't cool. summon flames from hell, okay. store-bots fine. Oh, good. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim, grim ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide For a silly spook may sit by your side Shrouded in a darkest hide They pretend to terrorize When Brindos come out to socialize Hey folks, this is Basil from the Awesome Cast. You're listening to the Third Impact Anime Podcast. Yeah, now get in the effing robot. 
All right, folks, so the main part of this episode is going to be all of us talking about our go-to spooky anime for uh, for Halloween time. Uh, so we're just going to kind of go around here, and uh, everybody is going to introduce uh, one of the things that they really want to talk about, and then we'll sort of uh, rotate, and hopefully, since there's not too many of us, we might get to go through, like, four things that everybody likes, but we'll at least try and do three, um, and we'll just talk about our, our spooky faves. Sound good, dudes? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, I'm written on here first, but I don't want to go first. So, Tobias, I'm going to make you go first. No, you, just you should go first because you've got like 20 goddamn titles. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> These are all suggestions. The ones that are highlighted green are the ones that I'm going to talk about. Okay. Well, I'm glad the audience can see the green ones that you highlighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can see our secret notes. Yeah, we'll have to put those in the show notes. All the 20 <laughs> titles that Austin put down here sorry <laughs> no, all right fine i'll go I'm, first yeah I'm not I, I will first. i will i will appease you and go first all right so for for me um one of my all-time favorite anime movies and especially um for spooky time is vampire hunter d bloodlust um it is a movie that came out in around uh 2001 it was directed by the legendary Yoshiaki Kawajiri, who you might know from Ninja Scroll and uh, Demon City Shinjuku, which I might also talk about in this episode, and uh, Wicked City, for better or worse. And um, he also did a segment in uh, Batman Gotham Knight. So um, if you were somebody that first got introduced to anime through like Blockbuster in the mid-90s, You've probably seen Ninja Scroll, so you kind of know what uh, what a Kawajiri anime is is kind of like. But uh, Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust is a um, is based on the third novel in the Vampire Hunter D uh, uh, light novel series. And basically, the setup of, of Vampire Hunter D in general is that like it takes place like hundreds of thousands or of years into the future. And essentially, um, the world is basically like a sort of Mad Max style um, wasteland in some areas. Um, and there's also these um, very wealthy, very powerful vampires that sort of control all the resources. They're like they're like essentially the nobility of the land, but there are not very many of them. Um, and D is basically a um, a monster hunter. Um, and he goes around sort of like a, a bounty hunter style and, like, um, takes different jobs to, like, take out, you know, people or creatures that are bothering other people. And he'll do it for, for an amount of money. And um, in this particular movie, a, um, a very wealthy human man's daughter is kidnapped by a vampire um, and... Basically, D is hired to go rescue her, and if you've seen a Kawajiri movie, they kind of play out sort of like video games in a sense. It's like you get the initial setup, you figure out what the conflict is, you beat a whole bunch of mini-bosses going to a bunch of different locations, and then you fight the final boss, and then the movie is over. And that's pretty much what Bloodlust is, but it's a really fun time like all the way through. Um, the story is not particularly awesome, um, the characters are mostly just okay. There's not a lot of riveting character drama here, but what really brings me back to this one, like every Halloween season, is just the atmosphere. Um, it's got an absolutely beautiful uh, conceptual design. All of the character designs are done by Yoshitaka Amano. 
who is probably most famous for doing all the um, character designs for like the early Final Fantasy games, and he still does like all the um, like the logo designs. So he's got a very very uh, distinct art style, um, and that has this creepiness to it. This very like sharp sort of uh, elegant sort of style. Yeah, it's very and, uh, it's very whimsical. I think most of yeah. the designs. Yeah, it, it's it's like dark whimsy though. Yeah. It's it's got yeah, this yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of Yeah, it's not whimsy in the sense of like uh, Alice in Wonderland. It's it's more like um like uh like yeah, neo gothic. Yeah, it's kind of out of out of place more so than Yeah. Than On a usual. scale of 1 to Tim Burton. <laughs> um he's not as um i don't think he's not as uh i guess i I don't want to be so i'm okay i'm gonna be mean to tim burton he's not as he's not as uh self-indulgent as tim burton is i guess it's like early early tim burton like uh yeah yeah yeah. it it's like vampire hunter d is kind of it's like if you look at the uh the set designs in something like the nightmare before christmas it sort of has some of the same sort of feel to it, but it's not it's not quite like that because it definitely has this sort of grounding in reality as well. Um, because like the world of Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust is like there's a bunch of different locations in this movie. There are some like desert wastelands, and then there are some space castles, and then there are like beautiful forests and like, you know, weird cities and stuff like that so there's really a lot there it's not just like one thing um and i think that's what makes bloodlust a lot of fun and a lot of a lot of fun to just watch um because like the action scenes are amazing like d is just a cool character he's just cool to watch him do his d thing and um like some of the (laughs) some of the vampire action is just like the best you'll ever see and you get space castles and weird snake ladies and bunch Mm -hmm. of yeah, creatures and so, there's a were- there's a werewolf in it that is a werewolf that also has a werewolf in his stomach. Oh so he's like God. a nice. he's like the he's like the Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagann of werewolves. Meta. So they're like, how yeah. can we how can we make this character even more scary? Let's just put another werewolf in him. Put another werewolf in him. <laughs> yes. Werewolf. Wait, was it just he's like a pregnant werewolf? werewolf? Like no. Okay. okay, so imagine so imagine a werewolf. You see the werewolf in your head, right? Yes. Okay, so imagine instead of him having a chest, he just has a werewolf's face. Mm. Yeah, so he could eat you with his normal tiny head and his and his chest head. Okay. Yeah. Pierce so I levels. guess if he I guess if he eats with his normal head, the other head would just throw it up. I don't know. They never explain it. I mean, we also have D. Doesn't, doesn't D have a mouth in his hand as well or a face in he his hand? He does. Yes, he has a face in his hand. So there's a lot of weird faces in places where they should not belong. That would be a that would be an, a great alternate title to this movie: Faces in Places, <laughs> yeah. Bloodlust. I mean, it's catchy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I love Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust. It's so good. Uh, the original Vampire Hunter D is is all right, but Bloodlust is like that is that is spooky supreme right there. Love that movie. So the uh, prequel to Bloodborne. Yeah, actually, if you if you like Bloodborne, you would really like this movie because yeah. um, it's got a lot of aesthetic similarities to it. It's got some like Lovecraftian horror elements too, like weird, just very strange monster designs, um, stuff that would be like just absolutely horrifying uh, to see 
in the wild or in anything ever. Um, so yeah, it's a fun movie. I love it a lot. It's good. Yeah, I I'd seen that way back in my early anime fandom, but I just haven't really. I don't know. I guess I wasn't really impressed with it too much when it came out. I think the plot and just the weirdness of it just kind of threw me. Uh, the plot it, is definitely not its shining shining star. Yeah. That's for sure. But the more I like, I think I've seen you you post uh, clips in, in some of your panels, and the more I see of it, uh, the more I can see the quality does shine through. And I really have mm-hmm. been meaning to go back and check that out. It's just a great aesthetic experience. Like, if you're somebody like me who, like, even if a movie doesn't have the greatest characters or the greatest story, if it has some really good aesthetics, mm-hmm. I will more than likely fall in love with it, at least on some level. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, Tori, give yeah. us one of your one of your spooky picks for the year. Um, I want to talk about Mononoke. Okay. Because I feel like nobody has ever seen that show, and it's a real shame. All right. Tell us about Mononoke. Um, <laughs> okay. Wait, no. Is this, like... Studio Ghibli's Princess Mononoke? No, it's not. Mononoke Hime? No, No. it's not. It is uh, not that. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so this was an anime that was produced by Toei um, back in 2006. And I think it's a spinoff of something. um, But I can't remember what, and I apologize. But there is another thing that goes with it. But you can watch this separately. Um, but it takes place during the Edo period, um, and everybody, like, our main character is a medicine seller, so he's, like, a traveling merchant, um, and everybody makes a big deal about it because, um, back at this time, back in that time, like, the only people who would carry swords were samurai, and this guy keeps a sword, Hmm. uh, for banishing demons, basically. Um, but, so he goes around... And he finds people that are possessed by the spirits called Mononokes. Um, yeah, so he goes around and he finds uh, people that are possessed, kind of like a Monogatari type thing. He has to find out um, the truth of the spirit and the reasoning of the spirit. So, like, basically why they're choosing to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once he figures that out, he can exercise them with the sword thing and uh, free the person um yeah it's very very beautiful it's got this very very um unique kind of like almost like traditional japanese art but also like watercolor type art style this is very fluid um Mm -hmm. everything looks very cool very distinct um and i actually watched this maybe eight years ago or so um I think I was watching this at the same time I was getting into Precure. <laughs> nice. Really funny. Um, Toei, double feature. Yeah, basically. But, um, yeah, I had a friend highly recommend the show to me, and we ended up watching it together. And um, it's very, it's not, it's not, like, scary, scary, but it's very spooky. Mm-hmm. And um, I like anything to do with spirits and um, traditional, like, folklore mm-hmm. tales. And I think... Um, the first episode has to do with a woman who is being haunted by a baby. I know that really dumbs it down because it's the, like a lot more than that, but um, she is she's haunted by the spirit of like uh, her unborn child. I want to say or something uh, like that. Yeah. Now that that makes it a lot different. <laughs> the, this woman is haunted by a baby. 
<laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen it, so there's probably somebody listening to this and like, wow, what an idiot. That's not what happens at all. That's but. true. That's but that's what everyone <laughs> thinks about all of our episodes. So I just have embraced it's it at this point. I know. I yeah. know. Um, the way you describe it, it sounds a lot like the same setup as like Mushishi. I unfortunately have not seen Mushishi, and mm-hmm. I really want to because I feel like it's a very like on-brand Tory show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sad. You'll cry. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Um, but from what I know about Mushishi, I would say yes, mm-hmm. it is in the same vein for right. sure. Because um, you, you describe like he's a medicine man and he goes around and he like does he like go to different places mm-hmm. like in Japan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of that's almost exactly how Mushishi is set up. But Mushishi yeah. is not really like spooky. I guess it's. It can uh, be spooky, but... seems very but... atmospheric, where, mm-hmm. I mean, Mononoke is oh. kind of the same way, but Mononoke also can be very spooky. Like, okay. Like, uneasy and, um, like, anxiety-inducing at times. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, the, um, all the episodes are set into arcs, so, mm-hmm. like, one through... Um, episodes one and two deal with that, and then, um, ep- like, the next set of episodes deals with another story, and then the next set of episodes deals with another story, so it's mm-hmm. not episodic, it's mm-hmm. something that you would have to... It's like arcs, um, rather than yeah, episodes. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch Mononoke for the longest time. I think I watched maybe the first two episodes, like, mm-hmm. three or four years ago, and just never mm-hmm. picked it up, but, um, I really liked what I saw. Yeah, it, um... It's very different from anything that I had seen at that time, because that's when I was pretty early back into, like, um, getting into anime. So I was kind of seeking out anything that was weird or different Mm -hmm. and um, whatnot. Also, fun fact, the medicine seller is voiced by um, Takahiro Sakurai. Nice. Who you might know as the Japanese voice of Cloud Strife. And yeah. also the dub voice for Edward Cullen. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah. We just talked about him in uh, the Psychopaths episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was Shogo. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he was also Suzaku and Code Geass. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So very good, very good voice actor. Brings a lot of um, life to that character. Isn't, he's he very... also, isn't he also Griffith? Or is that somebody else? Uh, I think that's somebody else. Hold okay. on. Anyway. Um, None of us are going to talk about it, but Berserk is a good spooky anime. Yeah. Uh, he was also Rohan in uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. But, um, yeah, I say give that a go. It's just very, if you're looking for something different and just very colorful um, that you might not have seen before, I think it's it's worth a watch just because not a lot of people have seen it, and it's worth being watched at least once. Cool. Tobias, you want to lay one on us? Yeah, so uh, as for myself, I, I've got a hard time keeping up with seasonal anything. Uh, well, except for anime, of course. But you know, every time uh, October October uh, you know rolls around, I, I keep meaning to go back and watch something scary or spooky, and never really get around to it. Uh, so you know, I've been trying to watch more spooky live action movies here, and for this episode specifically, I wanted to touch upon uh, two works. Uh, we'll talk about the first one here. But uh, I really enjoy when anime gets a little more cerebral, more atmospheric. Uh, I really enjoy the structure of a Japanese ghost story rather than the more gory type of uh, uh, film, like you would, for example, in Tokyo Gore Police. Not too much of a fan of that kind of stuff. So, going to be this being a really big fan of Serial Experiments Lane, uh, there were two that I felt worked with that same uh, general theme, uh, the first of which being Satoshi Kon's Paranoia Agent from 2004. 
And uh, so this one, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do this specifically because it's not really horror in the same way that, uh, you know, it's not really a horror genre, I would think. But watching this series and very similarly watching Perfect Blue, you can't help but be creeped out the entire time and scared uh, throughout these two works. And there's just something, while Paranoid Agent's not, uh, like, I don't feel like you're being chased in the same way that you are in Perfect Blue. There's still something unsettling throughout the the series that really struck out to me and made me want to revisit this and and talk more about it. Uh, So the general premise with this, uh, of course, it aired way back in the uh, Adult Swim era in the mid-2000s, but for those of you who haven't really catch it back then, uh, the general premise is we it follows this character designer, uh, Tsukiko Sagi, who has made in, made a character very much like Hello Kitty, uh, this this healing style character that's just ubiquitous that everyone is really bought into, and she's under a lot of pressure to replicate that that success with a you know a second character. So in the middle of you know having the pressure from work and her uh, her colleagues that all view her with this this jealous eye. Uh, she is suddenly attacked by this uh, this little boy. Well, I shouldn't say little boy. He's like a early teenager, uh, rolling around on roller skates, carrying a a, a bent baseball bat, uh, little slugger. And the series sort of dives into who this character is, uh, whether or not she was actually attacked, as she's doubted by uh, you know several people that investigate the situation. Uh, we go through a lot of different characters throughout, so it's not just focused on her but the other people that she encounters and uh the general theme for a paranoia agent is is paranoia in and of itself we have these characters that are they feel cornered that feel stuck in the situation they they've made for themselves in life and uh, right when they feel like they cannot go further on we have this this savior character little slugger knocks them on the head and suddenly they don't have to worry about it so as much anymore and uh, yeah, I felt like uh, so with this one in particular, uh, Colin created this right after uh, Perfect Blue and Tokyo Godfather's Millennium Actress. So he had a, a co- collection of ideas that he wanted that didn't really work as a single movie, as a single story. So we see uh, a, you know a collection of of ideas here in Paranoia Agent. Uh, apart from the main idea, the main story, uh, we've got a couple of different side stories. So one of my more favorite ones is uh, there's a trio of people who meet online and form a suicide pact, and they meet up and uh, you know uh, agree to to commit suicide. And you think that's a very grim situation. That's something that you would be treated a little more somber attitude. But that episode is hilarious because they're just a bunch of goofball characters and they can't seem to actually kill themselves. And of course, there's a, a twist ending at the end of that. And while those characters in that story don't play directly into the main narrative of Paranoid Agent, just uh, the ability, uh, you know, Khan's ability to touch upon that and inject a little bit of humor uh, in this overarching theme, I think was really interesting. I'm big dumb and haven't seen Paranoid Agent because I've been putting it off because I know that that's the last Satoshi Khan thing that I will consume. So yeah, that was kind of my going in. As uh, I've seen it, watched a couple episodes back in the day on TV, but I just never really got around to it. Mm-hmm. But I uh, committed myself to it, and uh, yeah, I burned that that last con work is now uh, in my brain. So I've still got a couple of the mangas and short stories I've got on the shelf that I'm probably never mm-hmm. gonna read, just so I can always have something else to enjoy from from that genius. Mm-hmm. 
That um, suicide episode is probably one of the best episodes of anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, just just the way that plays out is very, very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I have seen the first episode of Paranoia Agent multiple times, mm-hmm. and um, it's just it's very unsettling in such a normal way, yeah. which is what Khan is very good at. He's good at making like the everyday anxieties feel like absolutely horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, exactly. I think too uh, because a lot of the situations in that show that the characters go through could be could very happen. Like yeah. it could yeah, be yeah. a situation you mm-hmm. could be in mm-hmm. and that's what makes it I think so terrifying. Right. And a lot of his works, especially Perfect Blue and it seems like Paranoia Agent does this as well. It's like the real horror of it comes from like your mind playing tricks on you, oh, yeah. sort of thing. Would you say that that would be accurate for for this show? Oh, for sure. Uh, there's very little supernatural uh, like stuff that happens. the The whole idea of Little Slugger and uh, Maromi, the little dog mascot character, uh, that moves into a little bit more ghost story esque, you know, later in the uh, series mm-hmm. near the last couple episodes. But other than that, like all the situations that uh, come about are because of the character's anxieties. Mm-hmm. And I think just like Perfect Blue, there's a lot of commentary on, uh, you know, idol culture was in Perfect Blue more, but here we have like pop culture and the idea mm-hmm. of Maromi, just the, 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 the need to escape into this pop culture stuff, whether it's a little cartoon character mm-hmm. or, you know, any of the situations these characters get into. I feel like there's a lot of commentary on that and how, it's 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 okay to find like solace and healing in those things, but a lot of these characters escape so deeply that they can't get out of the situations they put themselves in, mm-hmm. and they need the savior character. And I found that a really interesting commentary in itself because Little Slugger is very much like he's an assailant. He's you know, he goes and attacks these characters, but they all eventually see him as a savior style character. Very interesting wow. on that uh, sort of a like a, a play on which you would sort of come to expect, I think, from that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say it's uh, very interesting. It carries a lot of the same tone as Perfect Blue. So if you enjoyed that, I would definitely recommend checking in this out as well. And, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I felt like overall, uh, compared to his movies, the animation quality was a little uh, – it was, wasn't as great. Of course, that's to be expected, so that's not really a knock on anything. It's a TV series, mm-hmm. not, a, not a movie. Mm-hmm. And because we go through a couple of different – uh, characters and side stories it gets a little disjointed but I feel like with the essence of the show being a collection of Khan's ideas that's to be expected and I don't feel like it suffers as a whole so we have like the suicide packed episode there's one episode it's just a bunch of uh, uh, like housewives telling stories just rumor mongering outside mm-hmm. and there's that's, that's, it, that, that's, that, that's just an excuse to uh, for Khan and a couple other people actually to direct little miniature episodes as well. So that was really interesting to see their take on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it all comes back to like the major theme of uh, this, this this whole memetic pop culture. Cool. All right, tossing it over to you, Sarah. What should I start with? Oh no. Okay, I'll start with <laughs> uh, Ilka things. So. I'm going to do two things in one because they're both shorter series. So there's Yami okay. Shibai, which is um, just a bunch of different quote-unquote Japanese ghost stories, as Crunchyroll calls them. Yotte rashai, mite rashai. 
闇芝居の時間だよ。And sometimes they're really good and creepy and fun, and other times it's just like skippable, but it's very episodic, so you can totally do that. And it has like how many seasons at this point? Three or four or five? It's on、lot. six it's or seven、yeah. at this point, I think. Like it just keeps going, it doesn't stop.、Um, so there's definitely something in there that will creep literally anybody out <laughs> eventually.、Um, And then Koaban is more like five minutes per episode, and it's rotoscope style, which is interesting and weird. And、um, that one's different because it's all sort of like perspectives from different cameras and technologies around you. So I feel like it sort of makes this weird statement about how we're always being watched and stuff.、Um, but Yamishi. Because we I, are. Yeah, I mean, basically.、Mm. Honestly. We're on a list now because we mentioned that, so. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad someone else has watched Koaban because I feel like I brought that up to somebody at some point and they were just like, What are you talking about? And I'm like, Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it got a bad rap because it's rotoscope, but it's. Rotoscoped. Yeah, it's interesting because of that. And like, even during the ending credits, they sort of show like little shots from them filming the actual yes. stuff. Yes. And、oh, it's、wow. kind of really awesome.、Mm-hmm. But. Is that, is that on Crunchyroll? Yeah. Both of them are. Okay.、Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And Yami Shibai has this sort of flat, like super flat style to it. And、um, I was like trying to figure out what Yami Shibai even meant. And I was looking it up. And it's because it's based on Kami Shibai, which is、mm-hmm. like a paper doll play that used to happen during the Depression era, kind of, in Japan.、Um, and then、okay. Yami means darkness. And that's why it's called that. And that's why it's. Um, a title still in Japanese, even though it's on Crunchyroll, who likes to translate、mm-hmm. everything. But yeah, those are my two.、Um, they're not really straight up like scare you so hard you won't be able to sleep tonight scary, but they'll definitely like put some tiny pits of unease into your stomach if it hits you just、mm-hmm. right.、Um, yeah, I remember I've. Because you, you show it in your horror panel, Tori, but that one where the guy, or it, it was it the teacher? That, like, finds the hair in the fax machine or something.、Oh, yeah, she, she yeah. was a good mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>、um, that one and the one where the guy's at the public bath.、Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The lady across the street. Can I borrow your soap ball? Can I borrow, ball, can I borrow that? <laughs> Let me borrow your ear. Let me borrow your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really good. I、mm-hmm. haven't seen any of the newer ones, but、um, I'm, I'm interested to see where they've gone with that.、Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I've watched very little of Yami Shibai. I know you've seen a lot of it, but.、Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it, it's very fascinating. And I, I like how it's so very short form because, like, with some of these spooky ghost stories, it's like you can, you can tell that story in just a couple minutes、yeah. with just a couple really good scenes. And it, does, it wouldn't need to be like a full episode. Yeah, if you're, if you're doing it right, you can scare just as well in five minutes as you can in an hour and five、mm-hmm. minutes. Like. <laughs> So, you're going to talk about the Junji Ito collection, right, Tori? Please don't.、Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I could do a whole cast on that by myself about how much it is bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess, I, guess the,、uh, I guess it's gone back to me now. So, I'm、yeah. going to talk about something a little bit different.、Um, so far, all of us have talked about things that are more traditionally like horror or spooky or scary sort of things, at least、um, one way or another.、Mm-hmm. But my next one is Little Witch Academia because I think that one is absolutely perfect for Halloween time.、Mm-hmm. Um, it is not spooky or scary like at all. It is very much a 
uh, whimsical, magical um, experience uh, that I love a whole ton. Um, Little Witch Academia is a studio trigger show. Uh, it was based on a short that they did back in 2013, but I want to say in 2016 they went back to it and made a complete TV series uh, based on the idea. And essentially it follows this our main character, Akko, and she is a girl who desperately wants to go to Luna Nova Academy, which is basically Hogwarts, um, <laughs> school for witches. And uh, she's not particularly good at magic, um, she's kind of a klutz, kind of an airhead, but she's very stubborn and very hardworking, and she, uh, she gets there and she meets our other two main characters, uh, Latte and Susie. Um, they are, they come from, uh, witch families, so they're very, um, they're pretty much already into the whole magic thing, and they're, they're pretty skilled in their own way, but they're there at the school to sort of hone their craft and everything, and, uh, Akko sort of becomes, um like the uh the protege of one of the teachers there named ursula who sort of takes her under her wing and um we sort of learn more about the whole world as it goes through and sort of akko um one of her big um reasons for wanting to go to witch school is because she saw this performer when she was really young called shiny chariot and uh, shiny chariot just made a really big impact on her in her life um, and inspired her to want to spread magic uh, in a way that is fun and entertaining for the people of the world to enjoy. And I just think that that's really pure and really amazing. And there's a lot of sort of like Halloween-esque uh, things in Little Witch Academia in a somewhat similar way as like something like Soul Eater. Like um, Halloween is a very, um, is like an aesthetic choice here. Um, but the story is kind of... Um, I, I don't know. It, it's it's sort of follows this uh, like a standard like adventure sort of story um, with all the girls getting involved in various different like uh, somewhat episodic adventures where they have to do various magical things to solve magical problems, and then they there's a mecha episode, and there's an episode where like you go inside one of the characters minds that's really amazing and then uh, eventually there's this whole subplot where like one of the new teachers introduces like a bunch of modern technology to the school and that goes wrong for X amount of reasons and there's a lot to Little Witch Academia that I don't have a lot that I don't have time to explain here but that we talked about about a year ago in another podcast where we actually reviewed the, sh the show in its entirety the first episode that Tobias was ever on so yep. thank you friend before um, I was before I was legit exactly <laughs> that was back on back on ye olden show um, but that was a lot of fun I, I love Little Witch Academia it's so much fun um, if you're looking for something more kooky and less spooky I would check out Little Witch um, it's a perfect like little fun Halloween thing think of like um, I don't know just your, your whimsical sort of Halloween sort of style and that's that's what Little Witch is and I love it it's amazing I think it's really interesting you went with this. I wouldn't have expected to think of Little Witch Academia as a, a Halloween title specifically. But I guess when I think about it, this is a show that you really should be watching the entire year, every year. That's true. Yeah. Just on repeat. On repeat. Perpetual yep. repeats. Yep. So, yeah, I guess it technically is a Halloween anime. I mean, I'd say. I mean, it, it's about witches, and there's, like, pumpkins and magic and goblins and scary yeah. forests and all that you stuff. So it's perfect. The, uh, you have the goblin uprising. Seizing yeah, the music production. <laughs> Goblin unionization. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and, and sometimes it gets real weird and fun, and it's amazing. And they they talk about like their version of the witch trials and stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, uh, all yeah, of the Susies doing all the Susie yeah. things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the two movies are great too. Like the first like thirty minute little OVA and the uh, Enchanted Parade movie that's like forty five minutes. Both of those are really good too. Yep. Um, and it's all on Netflix if you want to check it out. I highly highly recommend Little Witch Academia to literally every person on this planet. If you like to have fun and breathe, you should watch Little Witch Academia. Oh well, guess I'm not watching it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sarah, you just I saw that you just started it like recently, right? Um, I have three episodes left. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, I blazed through that. It's um really, really good. I started October and I was like, I wanna watch witchy shows. So I'm there watching that one. I started Flying Witch. We're going through it. But yeah, it's really good. It's kind of interesting because it's like magic's really amazing and wonderful. But also now humans have technology and like they Mm -hmm. don't really need magic anymore. And magic isn't the most convenient thing and trying to like balance tradition with like new stuff throughout the whole show is kind of a constant conflict. That's really I could just see Akko busting through the wall as soon as you said that and being like, No, they need magic. (laughs) I'm believing a bleeding heart is your magic. (laughs) I mean, yeah. They they need magic, but (laughs) they kinda don't, but it's okay. (laughs) I mean, I would still use magic. If I lived in a universe where I could use magic and it was becoming obsolete because of technology, I don't care about the iPad. Mm -hmm. For sure. I'd be able to conjure stuff myself. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Be cool. Have the have um, Latte's little singing uh, light light monsters or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I love them. They're adorable. <laughs> but yeah, I love Little Witch. It's it's a perfect Halloween show, so it's great. All right, who's next? Is it who is it? Is it Tobias? Do. No, oh, I just went. Oh, you just went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think talked it's about, me. You talked about all of our is favorite shows. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's Tori. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tori, give us give us your second one. What's number two on your list? Um, I'm gonna talk about Higurashi. Oh no, oh, man. <laughs> big meat hands. Big meat hands. <laughs> hey, listen, we don't we don't talk about that anymore. We just like to pretend that doesn't exist. <laughs> um, thank you, uh, graphic artists, for your work. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Um, anyway, an oldie but a goodie, Higurashi is based on a visual novel, um, but not that kind of visual novel. Um, and basically... It Do ha- tell us what you mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and it just follows uh, this group of kids. They live in this little village. Um, the village is so small, it's like all the kids, no matter their grade, go to the same class... Um, which is really crazy. So the school is that small? The school is that small. Wow. Yeah. Um, so weird things start to happen, and basically they blame it on this curse, and um, people start to die, and just weird things go on. You know, we have one character, like, basically scratch her neck out, or her throat out. Um, we have one character get her fingernails ripped off. Um, there's some fun stuff with uh, <laughs> needles and being crucified and oh my goodness. All, all sorts of wild, wild stuff. Um, so the first season, um, a lot of, I feel like a lot of people don't like this because in the first season, it's nothing. They, they call it like the question arc. So like all of this information is presented to you with no answers. Mm. Like you were kind of going... Um, 
into this descent into madness with the characters mm-hmm. and you're like what's going on why is this happening like these kids haven't done anything wrong ha 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 like why are these things happening to them um like i remember the first time i watched this i just had like so like i could feel the like reactions mm-hmm. like physically um and then you get the second season um which is the answer arc um where everything starts to kind of like make sense but not really Mm -hmm. like you get an explanation of why these things are happening and it has to do with a virus and this virus can like do all this crazy stuff like cause hallucinations and whatnot um somebody's poisoned the water hole basically poisoned the water hole uh, pillaged the village burned our crops (laughs) (laughs) that's Higurashi oh man um but what was I saying? It's a very, it's a very hefty, hefty series um, because you've got the visual novels, which if that's your thing, I really recommend playing because they're very well done, especially now that you can um, get them legally and they've redone the art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they're a little more uh, palatable and uh, the music that those guys do is just like fantastic. Like that game um, alone is just worth it mm-hmm. for the music. Same with, same with Umineko. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you say that this was like a pioneer of the anime subgenre of like little girls doing really messed up things? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because I I can't really like thinking hard on it. And I'm sure it's out there because if it's an idea, it's been done before. Right, you know what right. I mean? I can't think of really anything before that mm-hmm. that fit that bill. That was just a normal anime. Right. <laughs> um, because you see characters like that pop up in other shows that a aren't lot. necessarily horror, just yeah. like little girls who are like thirsty for blood and yeah. stuff like that. Which is a mood, mm-hmm. but like you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. So you've got the you've got the visual novels, um, and then you've got the two main seasons, which are like twenty four or twenty six episodes apiece. Oh, that's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got some live action movies. I think there's what? a live action drama. Um, and then there's like about three spinoff OVAs or maybe four. Mm -hmm. Um, the only one that I don't recommend is Kira because it's like a weird anniversary thing. That's just straight up fan service. Like literally every episode is just fan service. Um, it adds nothing to the plot. You get to see a child clean windows with her butt. Um, (laughs) Horrifying. That's, that's the scariest thing that happened in Higurashi basically is watching a child clean windows with her butt. Um, so yeah, put that away, young lady. <laughs> if you're uncomfortable by those things, you can totally skip out on that because it adds no sustenance uh, whatsoever. Um, I would recommend Outbreak. Um, that was like 2013, 2014, I think, and that basically just goes like right into it. Like the village is closed off because of the virus, and it's it's wild. Um, but that was also like a. Um, no, that wasn't an anniversary thing. That was that was just Kira. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, if you if you like psychological, like, am I crazy or are they crazy? What's going on? Type of things. Um, I would give it a go, but just don't get burnt out by the fact that it's so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and also don't get burnt out by the art. I know that's a lot of like people's complaints about it too uh for the anime itself because um it's a studio dean show from 2006 so you get what you get Mm. (laughs) Um, but yeah that's funny because i'm about to talk about a studio dean thing too but uh 
we won't go into that yet but um yeah I, I think uh even with the art like it's definitely dated it definitely feels like a mm-hmm. mid-2000 show but the, oh, the yeah. story and the, the horror of everything that happens I, I, I remember watching it back then and yeah it'll it'll mess you up Mm-hmm. for sure i can't i can't not think of the the scene with the one girl that props the knife up against the wall it just jams her head oh, into it yes oh, soy yes. sauce you don't uh, borrow soy sauce from your neighbors otherwise <laughs> you'll kill yourself like <laughs> Having um, having seen that scene, which one? What was the scene? The uh, was it the needles and the stapler or something? No, the, it was the finger chopper. The fingernails, yeah. Yeah, the fingernail uh-huh. thing. Like after having seen that in your panel like uh-huh. twice, I'm uh-huh. like, I don't it's know tough. if I can ever watch this show. I know it's tough, and that's that's Oof. tame compared to some of the things that happen. That's yeah, that's tame. And you saying that doesn't not build its case <laughs> at all. I at mean, all. I'm not <laughs> saying you need to watch it. Like I know uh-huh. how you are, and like I would love for you to watch the right, show right. because it's like one of my favorite horror mm-hmm. anime but I, I, I'll watch Mononoke first how okay, about that that's fair mm-hmm. um, side side tangent but um, back when I first watched Higurashi I had a good online friend and um, he lived in Seattle and would tell me about SakuraCon and he said that he had sat in for a panel that was like most disturbing horror anime moments or like anime that messed you up so, something to that vein and um he said a guy stood up and started recounting the scene in Higurashi where Rena is out front of, um, is it Koichi? Is that his name? Uh, the main guy, his house, there's a scene where she's in the rain and she's just over and over, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that scene. And, like, how bad that messed him up. And there just happened to be in the back of the room a girl cosplaying Rena. <laughs> and she stood up and started doing that. And the guy just, like, booked it out of the room. <laughs> um, it was, like, it was, like, my favorite, favorite thing ever. And um, that just goes to show you, like, how bad that show messed up people. Um, and... Yeah, that that was a that was a tough scene too. Mm-hmm. Like given the build up to that. So mm-hmm. if you like cute girls doing disturbing things or if you just like really messed up stuff, go watch Higurashi. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh Higurashi uh, that the kind of the nice segue into the next thing. I think Sarah, you wanted to talk about yeah. uh, another work by the same studio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sister show. <laughs> yeah. It's um Umineko Nonaku Koroni. Yeah. And it does a similar thing to Higurashi with the time loops, or at least the first... Yeah, mm-hmm. I think both seasons of Higurashi did that, right? With the looping? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yep. But it's like, how do I sell this? Okay, you know the island arc in The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya? Yes. Okay, imagine that, but with really gruesome murders and witches, hmm. and then it loops over and over okay. again. Locked that's, doors and small bombs. Yeah. Wait, that's that's what happened in Haruhi. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. That, that's exactly that is Haruhi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's basically it. It's um, I want to say I definitely prefer Higurashi over it, but it's definitely worth oh, bringing yeah. up for like a Halloween podcast because it's got witchy elements and creepy gruesome murdery things and then there's the whole like halloween for maria arc so she gets yeah i was just about to say yeah (laughs) happy halloween for maria um Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is like the worst one oh yeah that one i love love that scene so much (laughs) um it is set in the same universe as higurashi yes um so it it ties in and that's a very 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 interesting tie-in um with some of the characters um but 
I think Umineko would be that show where I'd be like, please just go play the visual novel or read the manga, because the, the manga adaptations for both of those series actually are very well done and very, very creepy. Um, but, yeah. It's got a really good OP. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I've never seen the show, but the OP is very good. <laughs> I guess we're talking, tossing it back to you, Tobias, right? Okay, so I uh, talked about Perno Agent earlier. Uh, another series that kind of does the same cerebral, uh, you know, more more anxiety-inducing horror rather than outright gore and violence would be uh, Boogie Pop Phantom from 2000. Uh, I was only really aware of this because a buddy of mine in college was really, really into it, but uh, I did find out later that it, did air on the sci-fi channel's anime block, which I think oh, nice. it, it fits that really well. It's it, again, very similar to Serial Experiment Slain. Uh, in fact, the uh, character designer here was a key animator on Lane, so you'll see a little bit of influence there. Uh, in general, the aesthetic, uh, they do run it through a couple of video filters. They've uh, like lowered the brightness of everything, and you see a lot of sepia tone uh, like filter placed over the animation so it has a very on the one hand a very depressing visual aesthetic overall but it also has a very early 2000s late 90s aesthetic overall because of it uh, if you go back and watch the opening itself it just all the video grain just it makes makes you feel like you just popped into vhs watching something right off off tv now correct me if I'm wrong, but did Yoshitoshi Abe have anything to do with the show, or I'm, or am I just totally off? Uh, not that I see, but uh, okay. this, this this does get compared a lot to Lane, just from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. They said uh, the uh, the anime character designer here uh, did do key animation for that, but other than that, there's not a whole lot of staff shared between the two. Okay. Uh, this was uh, Boogie Pop Phantom was based off a light novel series that started in 1998 and uh, continued for quite some time. There was several, several novels in the series. Uh, the, the author of the novels, the, uh, Kohei, Kod- K- Kohei Kadono, uh, pretty much only had done these. He's got a couple other series, but nothing that had the same uh, level of renown as Boogie Pop did. Uh, the, the anime, uh, Phantom, is a sequel story uh, from the original novels, Boogie Pop and others. And uh, you know, so many early, earlier stuff, and far as some of the same characters, but it's pretty much its own story as a whole. So you don't have to follow the original novel at all to be really familiar. Uh, on the one hand, uh, on the other, it can be very confusing if you're just jumping into this as a brand new work. This is not something you really want to get into if you're just cruising through, you know, uh, you're cruising, cruising online to find something scary to watch. You kind of have to be invested into this, because otherwise you're just going to get really, really confused uh, by the situations. But uh, in general, the plot here is you've got uh, one month after a strange pillar of light uh, appears in the middle of a Japanese city, and five years after a rash of serial killings in the same city, we have uh, some strange situations occurring with a couple of high school students disappearing. We have this reoccurring character, Boogie Pop, which is a, uh, a, 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 a girl wearing a costume that looks like it was straight out of something like Dot Hack, 
or another early two thousands <laughs> anime. It's just it's a very anime as hell costume, <laughs> and she uh, had to just fight like fight these ghosts. And uh, there's not a whole lot of, of action sequences, so the fighting is is little to nothing, honestly. But it's more in the uh, like the spookiness of the things you're seeing, with there's a good bit of uh, like body horror, and uh, there's one episode where this guy starts eating these spirit bugs. He can see these spiders on people's hearts, and there's a lot of scenes of him just nomming on some some spiders, which is uh, <laughs> kind of gruesome and gross, but that's part of it. Uh, but yeah, it's th- this series as a whole is really really there for the aesthetic. You watch it for that general uh, early two thousands aesthetic. I feel like uh, more mm-hmm. so than trying to make sense of a plot. Uh, pretty much the opposite of Paranoia Agent in that regard. Mm-hmm. But uh, interestingly enough, we are getting a new movie in January of twenty nineteen. They are adapting the original novel, Boogie Pop and Others, uh, which also got a live-action adaptation, but I've heard it's not great, and not really going to check it out, I don't think. But the trailer for the new 2019 movie looks pretty awesome. So, uh, even though it doesn't borrow the, the uh, visual aesthetic at all, it's more of a uh, typical anime adaptation. Uh, it still looks interesting in its own right. Cool. I've had the entire dvd set of that show on my shelf for like over a year and i just haven't watched anything beyond the first episode but i remember there was a particular moment i couldn't describe it now that i'm thinking about it but there was a moment in that first episode that did legitimately scare me and that's not something that ever happens really in anime because like there's just this disconnect about it being animated that doesn't really ever scare me proper but there was a moment in that i was just like oh that's that's spooky that's spooky. Oh, wow. Yeah, if you're if you're more into like less so gory, violent stuff and more spooky visual stuff, if mm-hmm. if seeing nothing but darkness in a dark alley, like not being able to see anything in, in this this place, and if that creeps you out more so than anything, that this thought of yeah. a presence being there, like this this is something I would highly recommend. I think that's what got me. Now that now that you described it like that, I think that's what got me. Honestly. Yeah, spooky. All right, I guess it's back to me. Um, So I'll be talking about another Studio Dean work, probably the greatest thing that they've ever done, and this was made like almost 40 years ago, and that is Mamoru Oshii's Angel's Egg. Um, A very fascinating, very uh, interesting... uh, OVA, it's about... It's only about 45 to an hour... Um, that Mamoru Oshii made in 1985, which was still fairly early in his career. I think at that point he had worked on Urusei Yatsura and uh, Pat Labor, but this was like before Ghost in the Shell, um, before like Jinro, before a lot of the things that Mamoru Oshii is really known for, he made Angel's Egg. And um, so Angel's Egg, in, in a very similar way to... It, it actually shares a lot of through lines with Vampire Hunter D., um, in the sense that the characters are also designed by Yoshitaka Amano, and it has this very sort of neo-gothic aesthetic to it, um, and a very interesting color palette that just makes everything in it um, stand out in a very creepy way. But in terms of the story, which is very loose, um, you essentially have this um, sort of pseudo-apocalyptic wasteland sort of thing, and this um, young girl character who um, 
uh, is not named, but essentially all that you know about her is that she has this egg and that she feels compelled to like take care of it um, and to like make sure nothing happens to it. So she's always like taking care of the egg while she's also trying to like survive alone in this very strange uh, world. And then she meets this uh, soldier character um, who basically they they band together and sort of go on a little small adventure together. Um, and he basically like questions her about like, well, why why do you care so much about this egg? Like, why do you feel like you have to keep it safe? Like, do you even know what's in it? It might be empty. Like, have you ever tried to crack the egg and figure out what's in it? And she's basically like no, 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 I just know that I have to protect this egg, and that's, like, this is, like, my, my life's purpose, essentially, is that she has to protect this egg. Um, and that sounds really strange, and it kind of is, um, but it's a very atmospheric movie, a very, um, it tells its story a lot through visuals and, um, tones, I suppose. Um, the, uh, the atmosphere is very, like, neo-gothic, like I said, it's got elements of, um, like, uh, strange spacecraft strange like um, sky imagery and like bizarre like dilapidated towns and castles and things like that that just populate this world and add this very creepy aesthetic to it there's some like very interesting scenes with like ghost soldiers like fighting the, like trying to capture this whale but they're all like ghosts in this town and you're not really sure if they're supposed to be real or like visions or something and there's just a lot of very strange imagery in it. Um, it would be something like you could just put it up on your screen and turn off the sound and not really hear or read any of the dialogue and you would probably still get some of the same feeling that you would if you were just watching it straight up. Um, and it's also a very, it's just a very difficult thing to sort of put into words exactly because it's something that's, all of its meaning is really found in like the the visuals and the way that they play out and the different feelings that are invoked by them um, because there's hardly any lines of dialogue in the whole thing like the the soldier and the and the girl share a couple of things a couple of sentences between each other and there's a little bit of exposition and there's a little bit of a like religious allegory in there as well um, but uh, it's it's just very fascinating, very very unsettling, and very creepy. But in a way that is n it's it's spooky. It's not scary. I would I would say that. But it's if you're looking for something that's got a great atmosphere, a fantastic um, just conceptual design and uh, execution beyond just like plot and story and characters, uh, it's it's really a really a fantastic film. I think. No, yeah, I'd agree with that. It's not a more traditional horror film, but there's so many strange, surreal uh, visuals that we see throughout. Uh, mm -hmm. I know you talked about Amano earlier with Vampire Hunter D, but like if you want the peak Amano experience, just the first scene from this movie, the first five yes. minutes or so, where we see the soldier and like this this moon shape with an eye mm -hmm. and the, the the statues on it. Uh, all across a checkerboard ground, and you know, leading up into the girl, and the first time we see her in the egg, it's just that that that's usually the thing I show in the very first uh, in my surrealism panel. I try to open mm -hmm. up with that because how weird it is in and of itself. Yeah, it's super weird. I think surreal was kind of the word that was escaping me, but I think I think that that would really um, really sum up this movie pretty well. It, it's very surrealist. 
Yeah, and not only just the weird visuals, but, but for the most part, we don't see a, like there's no other substantial character besides those two. We mm-hmm. see those uh, those those fishermen, but th- yes. they're barely even human. They're barely even characters. Like the mm-hmm. the city, for the most part, is really empty, except for I think there's a parade of tanks at one point, mm-hmm. some fantasy tank tank line. Uh, but yeah, it's just and because there's a huge city that is pretty much empty except for them, and that they you know the the quote unquote plot that sort of happens between the two, very unsettling. Mm-hmm, definitely, and it's just as long as it needs needs to be. I think That's with true. with something like this, like you can sit down and an hour will pass by and you'll feel like just hypnotized through the whole thing. That's kind of how I was whenever I watched it for the first time. It's yeah. it's very. It really draws you in with with the way that it presents itself visually, and you feel like you've sat down, and then it's immediately over, and you don't really know what to make of it. But I think that's kind of the idea. What have I been doing for the past past hour? Exactly. I, I just sat down. <laughs> yeah, it's it's happened. real spooky. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's never been licensed properly in the United States. So if you wanted to check it out, you have to do it through questionable means. But since it's not licensed, I don't think you should have a problem with that but i really really hope that someone picks up this movie and puts it out in the in the u.s eventually it would be really really great to have that that blu-ray yep one day one day all right tori what is your final final third well that would be shiki but first i want to amend my explanation for mononoke's first episode which you can Frankenstein back in. (laughs) So it's not the spirit of her unborn child. Mm -hmm. This woman is pregnant and she takes shelter from a storm in an inn that is explained to her as that it used to be a brothel. Mm -hmm. And the owner of this brothel would make these women have their pregnancies terminated. So they're terrorizing this pregnant woman who is not getting rid of her child. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. That way no one can well actually me now. Mm Um, anyway. I, I will. <laughs> Tobias will. Well, Sarah God forbid will. I don't uh, remember a TV show I watched <laughs> 10 years ago, line for line. Ghost Baby. Ghost Babies. Sequel uh, to Boss anyway. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost Baby. Um, anyway, Shiki. So, if you like vampires, good. Um, Shiki is an anime. <laughs> Shiki is an anime that was based on a series of light novels. Um, it was light novel, then a manga, and then they animated it. Um, we have this village of people. Once again, creepy stuff happening in a village. Um, and uh, people start to die and come back as. They don't call them vampires, they call them Shiki, which I think can be, like, the character for Shiki can be read as corpse or something to mm-hmm. do with corpse. They're, they're, they're the living dead sort of, like, zombie vampire type thing. And, um, not everybody who dies comes back. Um, and they, they talk about that later on, and it's very depressing. But, um, it's, it's a show that is very much about morality. I think a lot of the horror from Shiki doesn't necessarily come from, like, the like, vileness of the monsters it's more of the vileness of the people that are in this village that are still alive mm. um so it's kind of like frankenstein in that way sort of it's like I, the humans are the real monsters yes mm-hmm. i would argue um but then again i'm that person who has a very soft heart for like <laughs> for like monsters mm-hmm. um i 
feel so bad for like Samara from the ring and like um oh what's his name um Mothman not Mothman <laughs> but I do love him um Friday the 13th killer Jason Voorhees Jason Voorhees thank you because it's he died at the carelessness of other people mm-hmm. like it's not his fault necessarily you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the the creatures in Shiki are the same way they're doing what they're like programmed to do um which is keep themselves alive but you know then these people start the people that are still living it's their friends and their family and these people that they've like spent their entire lives with they're having to kill these people and it's it becomes more than a one and done they start to kill them in like very very horrific ways and like take pleasure out of it and that's very messed up Mm. (laughs) Um, you know, there's a scene where they have them all tied down and they wait for the sun to come up and they're like sort of reveling in these people being burnt alive by mm. the sun. And then um, one girl, they run her over with a tractor and they're just like, haha, that's what she deserved. <laughs> um, and, you know, I felt really bad for her, too, um, because she's a character who came from a big city Um to this small little hick town and was still trying to live the way she would live in the city but all these people kept making fun of her um, because of the way she dressed or the way she acted and um, you know you kind of feel bad about that Um, uh, but she was also weird and like stalked this boy and Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like a am I supposed to feel bad I don't know but um, yeah I think a lot of the like I said a lot of the horror comes from am I doing the right thing? Why am I killing these people? Like, I know it's to stay alive because technically they're dead, but they're Mm -hmm. also still my friend or, like, my husband or, like, my wife or whatever. Um, And that, to me, is, like, really scary. Like, I don't think I can do that. Like, I think I'd rather just die than have to kill somebody that I know because they turned into a monster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd rather them just kill me. (laughs) Um... But yeah, that's a it's a series that's very near and dear to me because I think it's um, a great example of like a make you think type of show mm-hmm. and um, the atmosphere is really good. Um, there's some genuine like gross horror stuff and I think everybody should watch it. Mm-hmm. If you can get back, if you can get yeah, if you can get past their dumb hair. Oh my god, yeah. Um, let me go ahead and uh, start with that. That some of the character designs are really, really stupid. Um, they've got some crazy hair. Um, there's one character that a lot of fans affectionately refer to as Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, and it it's wild. So look, look past that, and um, you're good. <laughs> don't don't let that off put you. All right, Sarah, what's your final, final one? My final, final, final one is Occultic Semicolon 9, which is just a semicolon (laughs) and not spelled out like that. But I feel it's important to emphasize that, yes, this is written by... Oh my god, I forgot his name. Chiyomaru Shikura, who also did all the other semicolon-y things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Stein semicolon gate, yes. robotic semicolon notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chaos semicolon head. We're not talking about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's real fair. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this one is more leaned into occult stuff than straight up sci-fi, although it gets sci-fi eventually. Um, and it's about this kid named Yuta who runs an occult blog and um 
basically just spends the whole blog time just being like, there's no way this stuff is real, blah, blah, blah. And all of this um, crazy stuff is happening. Like, suddenly a hundred people all die in like a mass suicide, maybe cult thing. Nobody really knows. And there's all these other main characters that come into the fray with it and offer up their own, like, ideas as they all try to solve this huge mystery thing. And it's really, like, it's not so much horror horror as it is, like, suspense slash supernatural horror with some nice little, like, gory, jump-scary moments sprinkled in here and there. Um, and, yeah. And basically, poor Yuta gets uh, dumped into this crazy situation and has to deal with it and it kind of messes him up big time um for a while and yeah um a lot of the sort of way that they talk and everything is really like high energy and super fast like it reminds me a lot of the Bake Monogatari series or just the Monogatari series mm -hmm. um because they just chatter forever and ever and you're just like trying to keep up um but unlike the monogatari series single tear rose down my cheek um they have a dub for it and the dub's actually pretty good so mm. if you can't really keep up with the sub check out the dub on that one and yeah um it's basically just like a whole group of teens and young adults trying to debunk this whole mass suicide question mark uh that develops into of course them going and fighting a big company because capitalism or something um <laughs> <Yep>. yeah <laughs> but yeah fight the man yeah i mean that's pretty much it um it gets real crazy and hard to follow like i think when i first watched it I just kind of put the last few episodes off for a while and then watched it and I was like, and I don't know what is happening. And I had to just like go back through and rewatch certain parts and like Google things. But <laughs> yeah, but it's a fun time. It's definitely a ride with a capital R. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's super crazy, but it's super fun and just spoopy enough to be good for the whole like Halloween season, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, um, maybe I just missed it because I'm dumb, but, like, what, to you, what makes this show, like, a good, like, horror or Halloween sort of thing, other than it following, like, cults and stuff? Or is that what you meant? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of, like, supernatural elements. I'm trying not to be spoilery. Okay. How spoilery can we get? I don't know. There's ghosts that happen, lots and lots of ghosts. Okay. And ghosts murdering people and ghosts. Okay, yep. you said ghosts. That's plenty. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad it wasn't just me because I feel like when I was watching that show, I was constantly like, um, "Am I supposed to know what's going on now?" Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a lot of stuff that's like, "Is that did that? Did they just pull that out of nowhere when they're talking about right. that random thing?" But it's definitely the sort of thing where it's like, if you watch it three times in a row, <laughs> yeah. you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, Tobias, I know you only had two written on here, but did you have the stroke of inspiration to add a third one to your your suggestions? I mean, not really. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. I don't really get around to watching enough horror stuff. I, I I really enjoy the genre. I just have a mental block against actually 
seeking it out and watching that kind of stuff. I don't know why. I hear ya. I'm broken. I hear you. And dead inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really just want to kind of like riff on what you guys were uh, were talking about. Mm-hmm. So I'll consider your third one to also be Little Witch Academia. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, Little Witch. Let's talk about it. No, it's what, Maho Precure. <laughs> you know, we Maho talked about it earlier, but uh, a show that, uh, is, you know, it's got a lot of vampires, a lot of supernatural elements in it. Uh, you know, uh, I, we can't not talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Hey, <laughs> that's, oh, true. that's fair, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, got, part one most definitely is. Well, yeah, but then you got Ghost. From from part three onward, the stands That's are all true. these spirits that yeah. interact. Well, there's yeah. a ghost in part four. There's a ghost in part four, yeah. Part one is, like, very much, like, Hirohiko Araki was like, you know what, I want to do Fist of the North Star, but I want to set it in Victorian England and add vampires. It's As just his do. interview with a vampire fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dio's Tom Cruise, yeah. and, uh, you know, it Who makes sense. That? Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, there, there's a lot of spooky stuff in, in JoJo, especially in, in part one, I'd say. Yeah. It, it's a it's a good, um, like, I've been trying to pitch it to Sully, because I know he likes, like, classic horror with a capital C and a capital H, so, like, vampires and zombies and castles and stuff like that, very, mu- very much like myself. Uh, so that's why I... That's a big reason why I picked uh, Vampire Hunter D to add, but um, yeah, JoJo Part One has a lot of that. It's got um, zombies and vampires and all that oh stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's oh my. once you cut past this, the, the like those tropes, it's uh, yeah, it's not hard at all. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> you, should, no you, should, really. you should watch JoJo it's because it's because it's great and JoJo's yeah. great, but don't watch it because you want to see a horror. Like a no, home, no, home no, no. If you like murder mysteries, part four, but yeah. you know. <laughs> If you like um, Buddy Cops, part two. Yeah. If you like oh, Globetrotting, yeah. part, part three. If you like Gangsters, part five. Part five yeah. Zippers, you know? Zippers. I think <laughs> that was a door. Was that a door? It sounded like a zipper, but it was probably a door. You're right. All right, so now that we've sort of gotten all of our recommendations out on the table, see, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven things. All right, so we oh, are going to all work together diligently and cooperatively to come up with our top three recommendations that folks should watch for this Halloween season in terms of anime. But first, before we do the top three, let's narrow it down to the top five. And the way that this is going to work is that um, we'll go around again and we will all nominate five shows you 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 can nominate something that you talked about or nominate something that someone else talked about but once we get those five nominees we will narrow it down to three um so i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna defer to tori first would you like to nominate one of the shows um okay i would personally say oh this is a lot of pressure Mm mm-hmm I'm always screaming about Shiki, so I guess that's my, like, that's my go-to. Cool. Shiki is nominated. Tobias, would you like to nominate a show? I think the thing that, so far, the things we've talked about, I think it's the most on point, the most on brand, uh, from what I've seen, would be Yami Shibai. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yami Shibai. That's good. Good. All right. Sarah, would you like to make a nomination? Um... Oh, it's so hard. Okay, I feel like, based on aesthetics, Vampire Hunter D is a pretty good one. 
Okay. okay. Let's do Vampire Hunter D. Well, now I feel like a jerk for nominating my own recommendation. No, you're good. <laughs> no, cheeky was my first choice, so I'm going with one that isn't cheeky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I was I was going to nominate Yami Shibai as well, but just to throw a wrench into the system, I'm going to nominate Little Witch Academia because that's just the kind of person I am. <laughs> Little academic. Little witch. Little whiff. Little whiff. <laughs> I'm writing these down on a Google Drive so Tobias can see all my mistakes. Okay, so the way I'm going to figure out who, because there's four of us and there's going to be five nominees, I'm going to open up a random number generator. Oh my and, god. Uh, I like how scientific will, this is. You've, you've thought <laughs> this know. process through. I have. I'm thinking of it on the fly. I mean, I planned it out earlier today. <laughs> Okay, no, not random name generator. We're not naming babies Time here. to write some fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta name my MC. My self-insert MC. Okay, so one through four, and it's going to be in the order of us written here. So I'm one, Tori's two, Tobias is three, Sarah is four. So according to the random number generator, it is three. So Tobias, you get to nominate another one. Okay. Jeez. I want to do Little Witch Academia at the Enchanted Parade. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, uh, I'll be jerk and nominate one of my own. Let's go with uh, Paranoia Agent. Okay. Paranoia. Para, Piranha Agent. Piranha Agent. Nice. I'd, wa- I'd watch that. Paranoia. Paranoia. Mihoi Minoi Agent. Mihoi Minoi. The real horror. All right, so we've got... We've got our five nominees, so how do we narrow these down to three? I don't know. It's a very good question. Um, <laughs> no Itamina agent, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got the three here. Would someone again like to nominate one of these that absolutely must be in the top three, and then we will eliminate the other ones? I mean, I can't think we should do it in the opposite order. Because when you got five out of three, let's just eliminate two. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm going to say the easy option out would be Little Witch Academia, because tonally it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's some witchy aspects, and I love it to death, but it doesn't really fit, I think, for the, our purposes here. Okay. Who else would agree with Tobias that Little Witch Academia should be next? I'm shaking my head. Well, I'm okay, so, <laughs> okay. So Tori, Tori agrees that it should be next. Well, yeah, because I feel the same way. It's like everything else has is like right there is like horror, horror. Yes. But like Little Witch is like cute. I would put Little Witch with like with like over the garden wall. Okay. It's like cute, fun, mm-hmm. thematic fall Halloween show, right. not horror. Not horror. Okay. And to be so fair, it got its own episode. We don't need. To, to trump up the, you know, praise, praise Little Witch Academia more than we already have. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So if we're sticking to strictly a horror anime recommendation mm-hmm. list, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, what, do, what do you think, Sarah? Would you concur? Yes, I can agree with these terms. Okay. <laughs> okay. So as much as it, it pains me to do so, Little okay. Witch Academia is out. So which <laughs> other one are we, which other one are we burning at the stake? <laughs> I think personally I would nominate Paranoia Agent because it while it is horror, it lacks anything that ties it to Halloween. Yeah. 
I didn't want to be the one to say it, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Agreed. So, yeah, t- Tobias stabbed me in the back, so it's time for me to stab him right in the face. It too, Brutus. As, as I stab myself. Yes. So, so this, this else... is pretty much Higurashi. We're all stabbing yeah, each other. Yeah, we're all stabbing each other. <laughs> Trust no one, not even your friends. <laughs> so does anyone else agree or disagree that it should be Paranoia Agent that we kill and not any of the other ones? Sure. Okay, so Tori agrees. Sarah, what do you think? Um, yeah, I guess. Because it sounded like Shiki was a resounding definite yes, and Yami Shibai was a resounding definite yes. So it's basically Mm -hmm. just between Vampire Hunter D and Paranoia Agent, and I haven't seen either of those. Mm -hmm. So I can't really make a final decision between those two. Well, I can say that one of them has vampire in the title, and the other one doesn't. <laughs> Shit, you right. <laughs> okay, so is that a is that a three three against uh yeah from Sarah? I think so. Okay, okay, paranoia agent is out. Okay, are we all comfortable with saying the the uh, the definitive third impact anime official Halloween recommendation list for 2018 consists of Shiki? Yami Shibai and Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. That's really strong. It's a very, 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 <laughs> very powerful aggressive. list. <laughs> it's very powerful. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I was looking for here. Absolute okay. power. Absolute power and absolute yeah. unit. That big dick energy of Halloween. <laughs> <Wow>. Language. Wow. <laughs> BDE. <laughs> BDE. No, B. Big, uh, big Halloween energy. <laughs> big Dun Peel energy. Yeah. Yeah. Can we name the episode Vampire Big Hunter Halloween has- Energy? <laughs> Wow. Vampire Hunter D oh, does wow. have D in the title. I think. Yeah, Vampire Hunter BDE. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, no. Can't escape it. I'm dying. The true horror here is my death. Oh no. All right, folks. I think that we have made a very solid list here. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think Zombieland that... Saga is not there. That's hard. <gasps> Wait, oh, no. I what, what have we done? I didn't realize Let's the count. But we can't be honorary on two two episodes. No, I agree. I agree. I'm glad that we did not include Zombieland Saga as like one of the one of the ones that we went to because it's not over yet. Not over yet. It could take a hard turn, and I hope not. Man, I hope not. It's so good so far. You never know. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, I think that this was a wonderful. I think we've I think we've created a wonderful list here, and it was great to hear about everybody's spooky faves. Yeah, I think that you know, even narrow down to the, these three, I feel like everything we talked about is uh, covers a wide range of what you would consider sure. horror works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really tough to say that only those three are it. Uh, I, course, I, t- I tend course. to shy away from top ten lists myself just mm-hmm. for that reason. But yeah, all of these shows we talked about have very different tones, whether it's you know the creepy uh, creepy stuff that'll sort of set you back and make you think, or Little Witch Academia, which is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it all, all works that are worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the only reason I wanted to do this very arbitrary top three is just to make us all frustrated. <laughs> so, Thanks, sorry. it worked. Just the reason we do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we can all get mad at each other. It's worked out pretty well so far. <laughs> 57 episodes of anger. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's 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 hard with horror, too, I think, to, like, agree with people because yeah. horror is a thing where, like, what scares me doesn't scare you and mm-hmm. what scares you doesn't scare me or anybody mm-hmm. else. I disagree because it's hard for people to agree about horror. I hate well, you see, so you're much. wrong, Austin. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, cause it's well, like, you know, actually, 
<laughs> well, actually, it's like people will tell me, oh, my gosh, The Exorcist was the scariest movie I've ever seen. And I'm like, did we watch the same movie? Because I fell asleep twice. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, so it's it's always, like, exciting to me to see people's top whatever lists for horror content because it's just so diverse. And, like I said, nobody can ever agree to find the same thing scary Mm -hmm. so but Mm -hmm. i mean that's how it is so for sure yeah i found that interesting as being just a like an armchair horror fan myself Mm -hmm. that as a genre and very much a genre inspired work uh, a lot of these it's hard for me to get into like i can see uh you know these aspects like what with shiki and higurashi that are supposed to be you know scary but -hmm. i guess i'm a little numb to the horrors of the world we're seeing like little girls like like mutilate themselves i guess sadly to say it doesn't affect me like i think it should Mm -hmm. like it's just you're watching animated it's like whatever it's just yeah i'm supposed to be watching a spooky thing but it is in itself fascinating on a meta like a meta level Mm -hmm. to see how the genre evolves and changes right i think oh i I feel you on that mostly because i feel like i've been watching so much horror since like I saw my first horror movie when I was, like, seven, so I think all those years of, like, watching stuff has completely desensitized me, and so now yeah. it takes a it takes a different kind of something to, like, unsettle me, um, mm-hmm. so, like, I, I understand where you're coming from yeah. with that, and, but I think, too, on the flip side is, like, knowing what scares people is really fun because it's very much, like, a psychological, like, type thing, and I know that sounds, like, yeah. really me being creepy because <laughs> it's like oh you're afraid of clowns like oh what trauma did you have as a child that led you to like you you know what i mean like no yeah it's um, it's it's gone from just being spooky like a personal level to seeing mm-hmm. what what scares us on a psychological mass like uh, you know course. species level like yeah. i've been watching a lot of a lot of stuff here just just for like this season and it's gone from uh, i watched the conjuring which uh which is kind of a like a boilerplate uh, end of a horror uh, style mm-hmm. movie, but then like I watched Clown, which mm-hmm. was a uh, not great, <laughs> <I'm so sorry. laughs> but it was still kind of a fun watch just to see a a very uh, I don't know a very cliche uh, horror movie monster mm-hmm, movie for sure. And you know, somewhere somebody out there is like so scared of Clown that like they can hear that and they just cry. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm crying right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, guys, I what think this is a fa- <laughs> That's true. I think this is a fabulous conversation. I really appreciate you all for uh, for being on here this evening. So thank you all from the from the bottom of my spooky heart. Um, so I guess wrapping it up, we'll just talk about Twitter as we do. So. Tori, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at WorstWaifu. I will be over there live tweeting about what I'm watching and making people angry with my anime opinions. Heck yeah. <laughs> Sarah, where can people find you on the internet? Hey, um, I'm on Twitter as UniqueXHarmony, and right now I'm dying in all of the wonderful Halloween events happening in many, many different games. <laughs> as you do, mm-hmm, as you mm-hmm. do. I'm, I just got into Disney Tsum Tsum, and I thank, thankfully I got the Halloween Sora Tsum Tsum, and I'm so happy about him. He is my special boy. Nice. Enjoy. Tobias, where can, where can people scream at you about, I don't know, whatever? So you can find Ass McNabb <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, uh, at Reverend underscore Tobias. 
And as for me, Off Skeleton, you can find me on Twitter at Bebop Shock. That's Bebop is in Cowboy Bebop and Shock is in You Are Shock. Y'all just had to one up us, didn't you? With your spooky Halloween names. <laughs> I mean, you can tell them. What's yours? No, I don't Skeletory? care. Skeletory? I don't care now. Ghost Story? <laughs> bully me about it. Well, it's always Ghost Story, right? Skeletory. It is Skeletory. Oh. Sarah should be Sarah. I'm sure. <laughs> it will be now. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Alright guys, well it was an absolute pleasure, and as for general third impact anime stuff, you can find us most easily over on our Twitter, that's at T-I underscore anime, and please, please pop over to our Facebook page and join our Facebook community. Uh, it's a great little uh, group there that we have where we share a bunch of anime news and uh, uh, articles and videos and um, art and all sorts of stuff, and just talk about anime in a very chill, fun environment. So yeah, pop on over there, or... If you want to just keep up with what we're doing, follow us on that Twitter thing. And, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will see you in the next episode. Have a happy Halloween.